I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. How many of your goals are based on doing versus being? How much of what you're doing day to day to pursue your goals is based on doing and cranking things out versus being and having a successful day showing up as the person you want to be today? Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder, in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA, business strategist, and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. So don't get me wrong. I've always been a goal setter. Thinking and dreaming about the future is basically my natural state of being at this point. In college, I remember discovering the passion planner for the first time, and it was like my entire world opened up. It may seem strange, but goal setting wasn't taught in school. I loved creating plans and organizing my to-do lists and dreaming about what I could accomplish, but discovering the fashion planner and all of their content they produce about goal setting and productivity was really the first time I realized there were other people like me out there. And it really empowered me to dive even deeper into this obsession of mine. But even I have been frustrated with the goal setting process over the years, especially when it comes to goal setting as a business owner. I feel like at the end of the year is a natural time to reflect and think about what's coming up next. But for many of you who've had a not so great relationship with your goals in the past, you might dread this time of year or roll your eyes at all of the new year, new me resolutions that are about to flood our Instagram feeds. And I can relate. I see so many unhealthy practices that have slipped into the norm when it comes to goal setting. And today on this podcast, I want to address those thoughts and behaviors head on and share a little bit of my own experience along the way too. Today, I'm going to share 10 reasons why you might also have a love-hate relationship with goal setting and what my own love-hate relationship with goal setting has looked like over the years. Before I dive into this week's episode, though, I want to let you know about a really exciting offer I'll be launching soon. If you have a love-hate relationship with goal setting and productivity, this one's for you. If you want to learn how to set more meaningful and intentional goals for your business, and not only that, but follow through on those goals so that you can start generating real results in your business in 2023, this one's for you. I'll be opening the doors for a limited number of business owners who get early access at a discounted rate this December. 
just in time for your New Year's planning. If you want to learn more about this offer, join the waitlist using the link in the show notes. Just scroll up in the podcast app where you're listening to this episode, click join the waitlist and enter your name and email to join. I'm really excited to share more about this special offer with you very soon. Okay, let's dive in to the 10 reasons why you might understandably have a love-hate relationship with goal setting. Number one, you're setting goals that you think you should want, but don't. Recently, I was speaking at the Empower Her conference, and I shared this story about my summer at Grand Canyon National Park when I was in my MBA program the summer between my first and my second year. I had an internship working as a business consultant for Grand Canyon National Park, and we lived at the South Rim. If you've ever been to a national park, you'll know that there's not great cell service. We had no cell service at the house we were living in, and we also didn't have any internet at the house that we were living in. So we had a lot of unplugged time, 10 weeks of unplugged time. And outside of work, we had no access to our internet. Our phones were completely useless because there was no cell service. And I just had a lot of time to sit and think and reflect on my life and what I wanted. And it was the first time ever that I realized, ooh, I'm in this MBA program and everyone around me wants a certain thing, which had made me think that I wanted that thing too, but I didn't. And that was scary to sit there and realize that, oh, these goals that I'm pursuing, I kind of want them because everyone else wants them, but I don't actually want them. And I think that's one of the reasons why goal setting seems so frustrating to people. A lot of people set the goals that they think that they should want, not the goals that they actually want. And that is such a hard thing to pursue if you don't actually care about the thing that you're working towards, but you're required to work really hard on it. That's a recipe for burnout, and it's just not a sustainable way to work towards a goal. I think it's really important when it comes to goal setting to get still, get quiet with yourself, and think, why do I want this goal? Is it because somebody else wants it, or because I think somebody expects me to do this, or is it because I actually really want it and there's a good reason why I want to make this happen? Reason number two is that you are setting too many goals. And I've definitely fallen into this trap. It makes me think of that meme where it's like, I have way too many things to do, so I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) That is sometimes how I have felt in the past when it comes to setting goals. I used to create these laundry lists of goals for myself every year, and I would be so overwhelmed even looking at the list because it was way more than I could possibly accomplish. And if you're a creative entrepreneur, you probably know what this feels like to have this laundry list of dreams and these service offers and different product offers and improvements you want to make in your business and skills that you want to learn, but you also want to show up for your personal health and you have these big family goals. And maybe like us, you're renovating your house and trying to take care of a property and have all these goals in so many different areas that looking at your list, trying to set meaningful goals that actually excite you and don't make you want to just take a nap, (laughs) that can absolutely cause a love-hate relationship with goals. The last few years, I feel like I've finally realized that I need to decide if I want to make any progress at all. And if I don't want to look at my goals list and just feel like a loser because I can't do it all in in that year or in the timeframe that I've set for myself, and there's mixed advice on how many goals you should set. And I definitely think it depends on the size of your goal, right? Some goals require more effort than others. But this year, I set two goals in my business and two goals for my personal life. And that felt really good to me. 
And when it came to working on those goals, I was never confused about what I was trying to do or what the priority was. It was really easy to make decisions. It was really easy to plan my weeks and my months around actually accomplishing those goals and biting off those tiny chunks of things that I could actually do day to day. So if you have a love-hate relationship with goals, it might be because you have too many goals. And I recorded an episode about this earlier this year. It's called Less But Better Goals. And I will also link that in the show notes. Reason number three is you're focusing on doing and not being. Something that I've realized and have just started paying attention to recently is that a lot of the bigger voices in the productivity space or the people with the largest audiences, the larger reaches, and the larger influence about our views about productivity and who we learn from when it comes to goal setting and habits, a lot of them are men and approach productivity from a very masculine lens. And that advice is overall helpful, but not always as applicable for women who think and behave differently. And when it comes to doing versus being, I think when it comes to setting goals, there's a lot of emphasis that's placed on doing hitting that mile marker, having the very measurable form of success, even in SMART goals, like it has to be measurable, right, in order for it to be a good goal. But there's this qualitative part of goal setting that factors in who you are and how you feel and what it feels like to pursue that goal, what it feels like to reach that goal. And there's this qualitative side of goal setting where it doesn't matter how big the goal is or how hard you work or you know what the numbers say. There's still that side of the person that you're becoming as you're pursuing that goal and the things that you're required to do day to day as you're pursuing that goal that matter. And they might not be as measurable, but I think it's worth thinking how many of your goals are based on doing versus being. How much of what you're doing day to day to pursue your goals is based on doing and cranking things out versus being and having a successful day showing up as the person you want to be today. I think making that differentiation and understanding how those things are different really matters and checking in with yourself on, are you just trying to hit the targets and get it done? Or are you actually becoming the type of person that you want to become in the long run? Reason number four is you don't know what you need to do to reach your goals. This was totally me when it came to goal setting when I was working my full-time job before I went back to grad school. I knew that I wasn't happy with where I was at. I knew that the life that I wanted to live looked different, but I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what came next. And I actually spent two years applying to law school and I took the LSAT twice, which is hilarious. I eventually decided I wanted to get my MBA and I went to grad school still having no idea what I wanted to do when I was done. I knew I loved business. I loved learning. What I was doing was taking me in the right direction. I was sure of that, but I didn't know what the destination was. Sometimes having these big goals or visions for your life, or even this understanding of who you want to be or where you want to be 10 years from now can be overwhelming and can make you have a love-hate relationship with your goals because it excites you to think about the possibility, but it also overwhelms you to figure out, what do I actually do to take that step in the right direction? And sometimes you won't know what the right step is. Even this year, my main goal this year was to get out of photography and into something that I love doing, but I didn't know that that was going to be business coaching when we started 2022. I didn't set very specific goals other than to take as many steps as possible in the right direction 
and keep trying to move towards that vision, towards that feeling that I wanted to have. And eventually I got there. I won't say that I've achieved complete clarity in my business, but the more I keep taking steps in the right direction, the more I felt aligned, the more I felt accomplished, the more I felt like the hard work I put in this year has been worth it. So in knowing what you need to do to reach your goals, don't think that you need a 30-step plan or a five-year plan in order to get to your goal. Plans are helpful and mapping it out is helpful to understand what it's actually going to take to reach your goal. But if you don't know exactly what it's going to take, get clear on that next step and start moving into action because with action comes clarity too. Reason number five is you're focusing on the lag and not the lead. And here's what I mean by this. In goal setting, there's two different things. There's what you have to do to get to the goal, and then it's how the goal is measured. So think about growing your email list. The things you do to grow your email list, whether it's creating lead generators, sending emails, um, doing advertisements on your free downloads, developing a quiz, whatever that activity might be, leads to results. So the lag would be the number of subscribers on your list, right? When you're focusing on the lag, the thing that you can't control, you can't control how many people show up on your list, right? Or subscribe to your list. You can't just show up and say, you know what? I need five people today. I'm going to make five people sign up. When you're focusing on that, it can feel really daunting and overwhelming and lead to paralysis because you have no control over that, right? All you can control is the lead, those activities you do to influence your goal. You can influence but you don't always have control on whether you reach them or not, especially when it comes to those metrics that are measurable that you can't sit down and just crank out and get done, right? To some level, when you're influencing people to take action, and in business, we do this all the time, all of the numbers in terms of like marketing channel reach or audience size or sales, all of those are based on the decisions of other people. And we can influence other people's decisions, but we can't make them make those decisions, right? And when you get too focused on the lag, too focused on what the numbers say, and not as focused on the things that you can control, that can be really frustrating. If you're showing up month after month and just looking at those final numbers and saying, oh, well, I didn't get 200 new subscribers this month, therefore I failed, instead of, oh, I showed up really consistently and got better at email marketing this month. That is a step in the right direction and those steps accumulate over time. So don't focus too much on the lag that you can't control. Try to focus more on the lead and that makes you feel more empowered and also more able to keep taking action and move in the right direction. Reason number six is you're front loading your year and trying to do it all at once. And watch out for this one because we're nearing January 1st where everyone, including myself, will be tempted to look at your year of goals and think, you know what? I would reach this faster if I started in January. And then things pile up in January and not all of them get done and the plan changes. And then you push everything to February and the trend continues. When you try to do all of your goals at the same time, it's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for overwhelm. Be realistic about spreading your goals out across the whole year. And part of this is having less goals, right? If you set 30 goals for yourself, it's hard to fit those into one year. But even if you set four goals that have a lot of moving parts, it'll be really tempting to shove 30 projects into January. That would be really nice if you could start on those in January but be realistic about spreading it throughout the year. And in business, there's seasonality to business too, right? So you might have a really busy season in the summer. For a lot of creatives, this is true, especially photographers. 
But the winter is when you can actually take on more of those projects that are goal related. But knowing that you need to get those done before summer when most of your time is going to be wrapped up in client work, right? Or for a product-based business, Christmas and holiday seasons can often be a really busy time. So making sure you front load your business or goal-related projects in the summer or early fall so that they're ready in time for you to focus on the fulfillment when holiday season turns around. Understand the seasons of your business and how to break down your goals throughout the year so that the workload, it's not always going to be equal month to month, but make sure it makes sense and is not crammed into the first month of the year. Reason number seven is you're not checking in frequently enough. This is definitely a mistake I made when I was working my full-time job too. I didn't check in each week with how I was feeling and if I was making any progress on my goals. And that's definitely something that I do as a business owner today that makes a huge difference. And I can link the episode where I talk about the one routine that keeps me productive. It's my weekly review, checking in each week and being honest with myself. Did I make progress this week? And if not, why? And how can I change that for next week? Because like I said, goals are reached one day, one week at a time, very small steps that add up. And it's really easy, especially if you're in a busy season to go weeks or even months without even looking at your goals, doing nothing to make incremental progress in the right direction. And then six months later, you look at them and are like, oh, that was cute. I love that I thought that I could do that. And you totally can if you learn how to break it down and make space for it so that you can have tiny, tiny steps in the right direction consistently. Consistency is everything. And I'm convinced that most people do not check in frequently enough on where their lives are going, where their businesses are going. They're just letting them go. And that can definitely lead to feelings of frustration when you check in six months later and look at your goals, realize you didn't make any progress. It can definitely make you think, well, this process isn't worth it. It's obviously not working. But checking in more frequently can help solve that. Reason number eight is that your goals aren't in line with your purpose. Purpose powers productivity. And I can't say it enough. If something is not in alignment with what you love doing, with what you're passionate about, with what you're good at, ultimately, it's going to be unsustainable. It's going to force you to work way harder than if you're working in an area that you care about, something that you're using your strengths in, something that people really need and what you can be paid well for. This is definitely what I ran into when it came to being a photographer. I mean, I still love photography. I love the creative aspect and I'm continuing to do photography for my own creative outlet. But as a business, it wasn't really aligned with something that I was super passionate about. Did I like it? Yes. Was I extremely passionate about the power of brand photography? No. At the end of the day, I wasn't. Like I wouldn't go to bat and fight for brand photography and the legitimacy of it. I would do that for productivity and marketing all day long, but not for photography. And I'm not saying that photography isn't useful, especially brand photography. It totally is. I just wasn't passionate about it. That's not a battle that I wanted to fight. That's not a soapbox that I wanted to stand on. And when your goals aren't in line with your purpose and things get hard, as they will always get in business, it's a lot easier to lose momentum and to think, it's not worth it. And that's absolutely, if you've been following this podcast, that's absolutely what happened. I realized at some point what it's going to take to grow this business in this area that I'm not passionate about. I'm not willing to sacrifice that. And it ultimately led me to make a pivot where I'm doing business coaching, something that I am feeling more aligned in, am extremely passionate about. So if your goals aren't in line with your purpose, it will definitely give you 
a love-hate relationship with goals and maybe even lead to feelings of resentment if you're not willing to reassess, check in with yourself and let some of those misaligned goals go. Reason number nine is you're placing your identity in your goals. This is a hard one. And I don't even know if there's a way to figure out you're doing this until you have that aha moment where you either reach the goal and realize that it doesn't make you happy or you fail at the goal and have some sort of meltdown where you have that identity crisis. Like, who am I even if I can't hit this uh, audience size or if I can't hit this revenue goal in my business or you make less income than you did last year? If you have those questions bouncing around in your head, it can lead you to resent your goals. You cannot place your identity in your goals because they will not satisfy you. Whether you reach them or not, your identity has to be separate from your goals. And if you're finding your identity and your achievement right now, I would encourage you to take a step back and reassess who are you separate from what you can accomplish. Get still with yourself and ask yourself that question. And it's so uncomfortable And it will probably feel really uncomfortable, especially the first time that you do it. But asking those questions and really listening and being diligent and finding those answers can lead you to more sustainable productivity. Because when you're sure of who you are, you're able to show up more confidently, be really sure of which goals you want to go after, but also not base your happiness, not kill yourself trying to reach it so that you can have some sort of ribbon to hang on your wall or whatever that might be. You don't need it. You want it and it would be nice to have, but you don't need it to be happy. And that is a very different pursuit when it comes to setting goals. And reason number 10 is that you don't celebrate the small wins along the way. Again, this has absolutely been me in the past. I am so quick to move on and achieve something and then be like, okay, what's next? What's the plan? And so quickly move on to what I need to do next instead of really celebrating the small wins along the way. And this is something that comes up with my clients a lot, especially recently as people are um, trying to get things in before the end of the year and feeling a little bit frenzied to hit those numbers before the end of the year. I like to remind my clients of, hey, look at all these other things that you've done in the last three months. Like you have accomplished something this year, even if you don't reach that. Like, yes, let's pursue that. But let's take time to recognize these things that you've already done too. Schedule it on your calendar. Get creative in how you celebrate those small wins along the way. If you're not taking the time to enjoy your success, what's the point? What's the point of owning a business where you have all this freedom and you get to choose what you do and you go after these really exciting things if you're not celebrating or enjoying any of them? So take that time and celebrate those small wins along the way. If any of these topics resonated with you, if you're feeling frustrated by your goals, if you're working really hard and not seeing any results in your business, if you want a fresh way to look at and pursue your dreams for your business and your life, then make sure you visit the show notes and click to join the waitlist today. Like I mentioned, I'm launching a new offer that's going to solve all of these problems when it comes to goal setting and help you redefine what it looks like to be productive as a business owner and get the results that you actually want to see, to set more aligned goals that feel good and to actually pursue them in a sustainable way. So make sure you scroll down, join the waitlist, and be the first to know when I launch. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. 
Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadevoid.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.